Don't make that face, Jason. Hallelujah. Okay, ready? Serenity now. Let's do this. You know the secrets of making friends? They are so simple and easy. The Cockless Bat Welcome back to the Coffee Clatch crew. I'm Jason Pistorino. I'm Christina Lomangino. I'm Ryan Gemmel. And we have Jamal here today. How come Ryan got to introduce himself and it was that we have Jamal <laughs> We've run here into today. trouble with Ryan's this Ryan's not part of this. Ryan, you can't take my place. I was here first. No, I'm in the building. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got precedence. <laughs> if you guys Shit. can tell, his voice sounds different because he is in the studio today. In the building. Stu- stu- the, studio. The studio? <laughs> Jamal, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man. It's good to be back home. So before we dive into this epic, time-hacking, beautiful, most amazing episode since Red Wedding, I'm going to give you guys five minutes on the clock. Christina and I stopped watching it, and we discussed it in uh, two episodes ago in our podcast. I know the show ended. Mm-hmm. True Detective. True Detective. Two. Two, whatever. True How did Detective. it go? We didn't deserve it. What is the quote from it? We get the world we world deserve. We deserve. Yeah. yeah, so I guess they're trying to tell us that we deserve that shitty True Detective 2. Um, when you guys stopped watching it, the episode after was good, but the whole thing sucked. Yeah. Like, really bad, and it really was hard getting up every day thinking that Sunday is going to come and you're going to have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> That's but why Christine and I coming. stopped watching. It was a countdown to destruction, basically. To destruction. Like, I was like, oh, God, I got to watch week. True Detective. Like, <laughs> it's like having to see your son play a soccer game every Saturday that you know he's terrible. Like, he scores <laughs> his own goals. And, you know, by league rules, they got to let him have a little bit of minutes. And he just stinks up the place. And, you know, you have to go there every Saturday to watch him. That was true detective. I came in on Monday to to, and after the season finale and I hadn't watched it. Jamal and another guy we work with, Tom, they were so angry at me. Because they had watched they wanted it to talk and about done it. their homework, and I had not. Oh. And I was no, no, no. Like, they had. I don't. We want wanted him to. to suffer too. Right. Like he can't get they away felt cheated. from this. We all got. Oh God! We all I mean, cheated. That last episode was. I think it was better off not watching the last episode than watching. Them. If I would have just, if he just would have not added an extra half an hour, it might have been all right. So, spoiler alert, Christina. Do you mind if I tell the ending? We stopped after episode three. That's fine. Um, Everyone dies. Right. Everyone. No, not everyone. I mean, well, the, t- the, women, the three characters. Well, no. Uh, well, the, th- the dudes do. Desiree's, at least, right? uh, Rachel McAdams, she's alive. She's and, alive. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, Paul dies in episode seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the hot one. And, <laughs> and uh, Ray and Vince Vaughn are... I heard they, they get die. they get the money they like yeah, pull something off and then right they're like there. hold on so I gotta awesome. do one more thing yeah it was it was silly <laughs> not Vince Vaughn he he was he was doing he was going along with his plan I guess but Vacoro or Vacoro just wanted or to see his kid see one his more kid time, time. That's it. look I don't want to talk about it anymore because <laughs> honestly, it, it, it was you guys didn't have to suffer the way everyone else had to so 
you guys suck too. And that's why we stopped when we did because I wasn't even having fun talking about it. Yeah. All I it wanted to talk about was how depressing it was. But no, no, no. It, but the thing is, we were talking about the hope that it might get better. I think mm-hmm. by. Damn, every episode sucked. We figured out that episode four should have been episode one. Episode. Right. If they would have just mixed it up, they could have at least distracted us from how bad it was by yeah. having us try to figure out what was going on. There were two, there were about two good episodes in the whole thing. Yeah. Four and I think six. Everything else was pain. Oh my God, it was so painful. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we didn't push through it then. Me too. I would have been disappointed if they were like, oh, episode four, it all turned around, was amazing right up oh, until no, the no, end. No, but now I feel justified in our decision to stop watching. So. I think that Mr. Robot is the true detective season two that we really deserved because we're like doing more, you know, detective Research work on thinking, it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thinker, just like yeah. true detective. Like the first and one. this episode now more than ever, you think by the time you get to an episode eight, you'll be starting to figure out the secrets. But there's more questions now than there have been all season. I Absolutely. Think. Let's dive right into it. Darlene and I would hide in movie theaters all day. Darlene would sing Frere Jacques. She rode her scooter in front of our house. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. She tried to run away in the third grade. How come I didn't remember that? I slept in the same bed when our mom was mean to us. Why did I forget? I remember her voice. How could I forget? I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Are you freaking out? Tell me the truth. Were you in on this the whole time? Were you? Episode 8, White Rose. This was an epic episode, like I mentioned before. I haven't felt this way, this tingle in my body, and this, like, holy shit, since the Red Wedding. Yeah, it was crazy. He and, was giddy when I told him that I hadn't watched it yet, and oh, I was that's about right. to watch it. I was texting him, and he was like, I haven't watched it yet. It was, like, the following day. And yeah. I was like, I'm literally excited that you're going to go through this right now. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, Ryan kind of got me. He was like, yo, I wasn't expecting a whole bunch of shit. And I was like, oh, great. I can't wait to see this episode. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the reveal you get isn't the one you expect. No. <laughs> no, we get, no, We, we get some all, questions yeah. answered, and we then, in sort of, in return, have more questions. I yeah. thought I had questions answered until I talked to you guys. And then oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I really so what did, did you guys figure out? I'm, I'm interested because... Should we go into the... Yeah, let's, the let's let Chris give an overview. Yeah, we have some notes first, and then we can get into our talking points. Episode 8, White Rose, was written by Christopher Shrew and directed by Randolph Leon. We talk about our origins of the title. For this one, I'm not sure if you guys know the history behind the White Rose. No, Go for it. No, please. It, it was a nonviolent resistance group that arose in Germany in the 1940s. Consisted of students from the University of Munich and their professor who staged an anonymous campaign using leaflets and graffiti advocating resistance to Hitler and the Third Reich. Many of the prominent members were executed in 1943, but their last leaflet was smuggled out of Germany and distributed by the Allies. Today, they are considered heroes in Germany. Wow. I think that brings a little more meaning to our episode name and potentially our character. Yeah, I was always wondering why was that, what does White Rose have to do with anything? We've also been talking about some of our music notes. I couldn't find out when these songs were playing during the episode. Hopefully, we'll be able to figure that out for you guys next time. We had a piano number 20 in D minor, Mozart, and then... Hell's Vengeance Boils in My Heart and The Magic Flute. What was the song that every time they had that uh, that music, that tense music, 
It was one track this time, and it happened twice. That had to be Mozart, because I think Mozart was playing twice in okay. this episode. That Then that was that. Oh, Magic Flute was? Uh, two different Mozart oh, okay. songs yeah. within this episode, I believe. I also have some technology notes for all of you Christina-like people. There was quite a few mentioned within this episode that I think we need to dissect Raspberry Pi they've been bringing up a couple of times and I personally did not know what that was. It's a small inexpensive CPU that was designed to introduce computer science to schools. Because of its size and versatility, it's become a useful tool in the hacker's arsenal. There was also a backdoor, pretty much what it sounds like, a method of access to a computer system that gets around any security. There was air gapping that's creating a secure network that is not connected to the internet, so it's isolated. There was, the biggest one probably was the honeypot, mm-hmm. and that yeah. we'll talk about more in the plot line, but basically an enticement used as a trap. In computing, it refers to a network site that appears to be part of the network, but is actually isolated, designed to trap hackers. Now let's get into our synopsis, and we can go through each piece and then, I guess, kind of discuss what we thought about it. The first scene was Darlene and Angie having a conversation at a ballet class that implied that they were longtime friends. What did you guys think about how intimate they seem to be interacting with each other? At first, and Ryan said this to me when we watched it again today, I had the same thoughts. Is this Darlene trying to get in close to Angela for some kind of scheme? Right. 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 But then I was like, it really sounds like they know each other for a while. Yeah. And later on, that makes sense when we do get the big reveal of the episode that, in fact, Darlene is Elliot's sister. Spoiler! Wow. <laughs> if you haven't seen through to the end. Oh, I uh, missed that. But, <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah the, light, the light bulb goes off that, of course, if they've, you know, she's been around as his sister for a long time and Angie was a childhood friend, they would know each other and yeah. probably would be friends also. Oh, yeah, I was that, lost. But that was the beginning of the episode, so that threw me. Yeah. completely off like I was trying to figure out wait a minute how much time has gone by mm-hmm. since the last episode for them to be in ballet class like well, I was like well, what the, what's right. this and I'm like if, if Darlene is just doing this for info how does she know how to do ballet like is this just something that she like lucked upon had uh, yeah. that they both had in common to yeah. do. It also it seemed, so seemed as though they'd been taking this class for a while. There was a level of routine to right. it that they were going to meet each yeah. other, or see each other there. But the look on her face before they even speak, and actually, Darlene is on the other side of the room. She looked very angry or anxious or something. She didn't look relaxed, and that's when I was what made me think that she was out to get her or something. It looked like she was trying to go approach her, but it, maybe it was just that she did, like as she said, she didn't want her to get back with Ollie. She knew he was talk, she was talking to Ollie again and wanted it to be done. I took that as being resolved within their conversation when they started both talking about being worried about Elliot. Right. And that potentially they had both been thinking about it, it had been on their minds. And if they had both known him since he was young, they would both know the telltale signs of whatever it is we're seeing. Schizophrenia, amnesia caused by, you know, drug-induced, whatever's going on there. Whatever's happening in Elliot's psyche, they are clearly both privy to this Mm -hmm. and would see that starting to gear up and maybe get nervous about how how to help him. Yeah, they seem definitely both equally worried about this guy, like, you know, mm-hmm. like way, way beyond any normal person. And that's kind of what cues in, because Darlene is just Darlene. I'm like, well, what does she care? Like, yeah. like 
what and how would she know that that, right. that much about it too? Right. Now I have two questions on that. Ryan, you were saying who Angela was talking to was that the same boyfriend that she has now? Yeah, I think it, it was, was Ollie that she was resol- trying to resolve stuff. Like. And is this a past scene or is it a, is it a scene right now? Is it? I think it was present? a scene present. It was okay. Yeah. It seemed to be present, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think they were going to continue with their relationship, Angie and Ollie, unless yeah. they had left it. Yeah, right. I don't know how much time has passed since. Well, I guess it was at like, least thirty days because yeah, last last episode. Yeah, yeah. She said it, it was like a month or two later on between right. putting the virus on and like thought that they forgot about it. Right. So, which I was surprised about. We're not getting a very good sense of time, and maybe again, that's having Elliot as our unreliable narrator, but it does feel difficult to me to pinpoint how much time is, is going by in between these episodes or during them. Then we move on to Elliot and F Society replan their attack, but they still need to sync it with the dark army who shuts down all safes network in order to create a distraction and to meet with Elliot through Ollie. He reveals his plan to the rest of F Society and they're, talking about how the thermostat is all linked to each other which is just kind of silly for them to have there's no reason to have thermostat linked in different locations you should you know yeah i was gonna bring that up do you feel like in this episode and it doesn't detract from anything because it was such an amazing episode but had it not been there were certain pieces here that i felt a little like they were being put in for plot convenience like that didn't make sense to me that they would all be linked, and this is the magical kind of way that they can get into that. Um, later on, when Gideon approaches Tyrell, when we haven't really seen that professional relationship thus far, and he's able to pass on all this information, and this is how Tyrell knows, just a couple of things felt a little easy to me that yeah. I wasn't sure of. What is Tyrell's relationship with Elliot? Like, <laughs> it... it just as you guys are talking about it, it seems like there's a huge gap that they're allow they they want us to kind of fill in yes. automatically because just to see the Mr. Robot character or whatever he is, alter mm-hmm. ego in the car, talking with the confidence that Elliot didn't have when he walked into that room and was just yep. this in little the timid mouse. Right. Right. So it it's so Weird. I mean, I guess if Tyrell wasn't that weird himself, how do how do people who don't know Elliot's background deal with this kind of double personality—the confident guy who can talk shit mm-hmm. and can okay. get things done, who's Mister Robot, well, they and were, this quiet hacker guy? See, they're talking. See, they they can they not convinced me, but they brought up another. <laughs> Uh, Am I jumping ahead right now? Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, it's fine because we're going to have to talk about it eventually. Uh, I don't know if we should continue with like the main storyline or just go to this, but uh, they they were telling me that they think that he that Elliot's father is a real person and that and he really exists and he faked his death. He never died, but Elliot forgets people, as we found out with Darlene. So he forgot that that was his father. Yeah, so let's break this theory into, into two for a second before we whoa, talk about whoa, it. Whoa, hold on. Let me... Uh, Process. Well, we were, well, we were, <laughs> whoa. Before, before, real quick, we were, dis- we, were discussing, we were discussing what things could be. We're not, we're not definitive about that. Right. We're just discussing what right. theory. Yeah, and there's two potential parts before we talk about that. There's two potential parts to this theory. All right, okay, so, so if, you're, if you're taking out 
the idea just for a minute that Mr. Robot is part of Elliot's psyche and you split this in two. The first theory is that, well, obviously either way in these cases, Christian Slater, Mr. Robot would be Elliot's father, not himself. But in the first theory, his father would be dead and thus a kind of hallucination that Elliot is seeing in Mm -hmm. real life, a delusion. And so it still kind of would be a piece of his mind manifesting, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily like a total split personality. The second part, Mr. Robot, his father, is alive. So he never died. He faked his own death. And the idea behind that is potentially he did it after he got sick and everything went down with E-Corp. He faked his death so that he could branch off and start F-Society in secret, essentially go off the grid. And in that reality, he has nothing to do with Elliot really at all. And his psyche, it's just the fact that Elliot himself, whether he's schizophrenic or has troubles mentally in whatever way, cannot always remember the people close to him and what they mean. Right. So now go ahead. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, I think I should have spoke before Christina said that my mind is created <laughs> uh-huh. things now. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the thing. All right. If there was a part that was bothering me when after when this episode ended when Ryan kind of cleared some things up to me uh, today because I was just like mind fucked after the episode but I was wondering about the van scene when Elliot was supposedly damn near ODing off drugs Mm -hmm. and Mr. Robot was talking to the two guys in F Society telling them that we're not going to leave him so, you know, Ryan was saying, well, you know, the whole scene in the house might have been just one big hallucination. Mm-hmm. So who knows if that, how that was happening, what perspective it was happening in. Well, what I know. was saying was initially when, uh, when they go, when Elliot tries to get that extra fix mm-hmm. when I was watching it again, the guy that is letting them into the house talks to Mr. Robot and Elliot. He says, you can go in, he can go in, but you can't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how can that be? He's actually referring to both people. So it could be two people. But then it seems like we find out that, that was Elliot never even went for an extra fix. Right. That no. he was in his bed the entire time. Yep. So, so that kind of got lost in it. Right. So. And I have, I'm, I'm torn. I still think that Mr. Robot is Elliot. Yeah. And it makes sense because, like you said, Jamal... Mr. Robot is this guy with a lot of balls. He can talk back. He's got the swagger, and Elliot is the timid one. So that's two mi- two separate parts of the mind. And it would make sense that Elliot makes this confident person in his head his father. Mm. Right. Yeah. Subconsciously, because yeah, his fa- he his, looks at his father as that guy who... who or his confident. father actually was that way, and is that way. And, you know, e- e- even if he's dead... And it's just a manifestation in Elliot's mind. He's still going to remember him the way he was and draw strength off of him. And the reason he's thinking about him and creating the delusion is he needs the confidence right. in that moment. So he's recalling what would his father have done at that time. Or he's actually alive and he's actually doing those things. And it's a whole family he, operation right. of F society, father and children. And he actually did push him off of the... Well, blog. that's the thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Whoa. Like he pushed him out of a window when right. he was a when kid. When he was younger, that's true. But again, and so you know what's interesting is that um, when I looked up uh, multiple personality disorder, because it always gets confused with schizophrenia, and mm-hmm. schizophrenia is completely different from yes. having multiple personality disorder. And mm-hmm. multiple personality disorder seems to have gone through 
a complete revamped process because it seems that a lot of people, what they've believed conventionally about multiple personalities has kept changing and they really don't know what goes on with multiple personality disorder. Sometimes it seems like personalities are aware of each other. Mm-hmm. It always, it seems like some try to dominate. Like, I really don't know because I'm not into this. But Well, it's actually not even called that anymore. That, yeah, that's it, how it, much it's changed. changed it, right? It's but not yeah. even called that anymore. It's called dis- dissociative identity disorder because it's not cut and dry. It exists on a continuum. And th- the reason they started calling it that is it relates to a dissociation. And anytime that happens, the mind is splitting off from reality in some way, shape, or form because the situation is too difficult to deal with. It's a defense of the mind. Um, So take, for example, this used to be something that was diagnosed a lot in kids that had a chronic history of sexual abuse. So this trauma is repeatedly occurring, and the only way for them to deal with that, they can't go anywhere, they can't fight, they can't flee, is for their mind to separate. But there are extremes, Some people just have small experiences with breaks from reality. Other people go all the way to the other end of the spectrum where, yes, there seem to be multiple facets of the personality developed that break from each other that may or may not be aware of each other. Um, It seems that that could be happening with Elliot, and I've questioned. They've said a couple of things indicating that he might have a pretty serious history of some kind of trauma in his childhood and that would make sense why this is occurring and like you said while schizophrenia is something totally different it is another option to consider for him as well could you have both you wouldn't necessarily be diagnosed with both um because they're two different sets of symptoms i mean you could be schizophrenic and have some dissociative episodes i suppose but yeah they are two different diagnoses so now the thing is when you have because I was trying to find out the studies because like what we said when there are personalities who are aware of each other mm-hmm. what is that like that's almost they when I was reading about it it almost made it sound like it almost got so supernatural almost no it's just that there was less of a break from reality so when the situation is that extreme that a person has to close things off in their mind and almost create different selves that can deal with this situation so say it's a child that's being abused they might create a character that's older stronger more capable of dealing with this and that becomes its own persona in their mind and has to be walled off from the child that is actually experiencing the trauma. Because if they were to ever realize the full reality of what they've been through, they would have a breakdown. It's almost like compartmentalizing things in your mind. And the compartments each get different personalities. Um, If it's not that extreme and the dissociations aren't as strong, then yes, there might be a certain degree of awareness from oneself to another, that, that there might be some cohesion to the personality. And in fact, when they undergo treatment later, that is part of the goal, to get them to become more aware of each other and eventually reintegrate into one person. So to me, that just sounds like a less extreme version, if they're aware of each other. Wow. Hmm. So, I mean, now with that... If you go through trauma and you have your father as a character, but you forget your father, you forget your sister, mm-hmm. and your sister's really in your life, and you're a leader 
of an organization, but you're a leader of an organization as this confident Mr. Robot guy who can both walk up to, what's the weirdo who runs Tyrell. the company? <laughs> Tyrell. 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 And kind of feel intimidated, like, oh, I'm happy where I am, even though he wanted you to work for him, and then get him to work for you. Like, it's, like, I'm trying to figure out. But I think that could, I mean, from Tyrell's point of view, if you're, he could be playing his role, because you don't, as a hacker, you don't trust anyone, so you're trying to not make a lot of noise in that fashion so right. you don't want to be super noticed you want to kind of stay in the background and that could be just his play to be you know to to kind of like you know hold himself back yeah but jamal i do hear what you're saying and that that would make a lot of sense if in fact we are still seeing mr robot as, as part of Elliot's psyche that he's able to switch into whatever personalities are best suited to deal with the situation that absolutely makes sense somebody more confident more capable needs to step in for these situations so mr robot comes out right i also could now start to see it the other way that it's just his father and he's stepping in to take care of things um going back to him forgetting because that's really a key thing him forgetting about the father seemingly actually putting that away so he won't have to be reminded of it by putting it on one of those cds and forgetting about his sister but not Angie, which is what you guys brought up. Like, why, what Ryan said, why would he not remember them, yeah. but remember Angie? And that makes sense if the trauma was focused around his family, but not Angie. She was somebody he turned to at those times okay. for solace. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about the uh, mirror scene Yeah, at the end. And then I was thinking maybe they are all real, like each person. It wasn't a self-reflection of him. He was just seeing all these people that he forgets. And, you know, we see Christian Slater, we see Mr. Roa, we see uh, Angie there, mm-hmm. and then we see him and the Mr. The F Society the guy. Mask. But uh, what if Darlene and Angie are the, the same, same person? person. And that clicked in my oh, mind in the ballet God. scene. Yeah, in the ballet scene, I was going to bring that up. When we saw them together as this stark comparison of dark and light, and they've been building on that the entire well, series. Oh, yeah, they were wearing black but and it, white. Yeah, really came down to it in that scene with the, with the black and white outfits, the blonde and dark hair, the one being in light, the other being in shadow. They're, they're clearly drawing that parallel for some reason, and I don't know if that means it is the same person, because I thought the same thing. When he sees the faces in the mirror, if they're not all parts of himself, because Angie clearly can't be a part of his psyche, we haven't seen evidence for right. that. I at first thought it was Darlene, which would make total sense, but yeah. in playing it back, if it's Angie, then it must just be the people that are important to him in his life. Yeah. And but if so, why is the mask in there? Right. What does that mean? Is that the hidden part of his personality? Right. Well, it gets that's all very three of them confusing. Combined, you know, together well, they the make thing. up a society. Mean, they, they or the part we haven't it. seen. They yet. have all worn it. Yeah. But the point of view came from the characters, and 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 uh, Mr. Robot and Ian wasn't there, so this is Elliot. the point of view. Elliot, sorry, I'm wow, I saying he did that to me earlier today. Yeah, he said, yeah, Ian, I have no idea who was talking about. Elliot, so Elliot and Elliot wasn't there. Mr. Robot wasn't there. So this is the point of view that they're showing us. So they're trying to show us that these two characters know each other, right? Right. And they've been at ballet. Now, the thing is, the father faking his own death, the sister knowing, 
not telling Angie, them starting this whole society together Mm -hmm. where the son forgets things, but the father would then be coming to him as a complete stranger knowing that his son forgot. And the Mm -hmm. sister is surprised that her brother doesn't know. She said again. At the end, she said, like "Did he you does forget it who often. I am again?" Yeah, right. they they That's both right. approach him. If it if it is the father and the sister that exist in reality and are all part of this, they do both approach him like they're very used to this history with him, and they each right. have their own way of dealing with that and managing him. Right. But so now, Mister Robot, though, as confident as he could be to approach Tyrell, for I mean. I guess, yeah, because there would be a lot for Tyrell to gain because of how much he's losing by not being in the position that he's trying to climb to be. But right. Of course, it's all falling down now for him. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, the Mr. Robot, I tried to, like, he was kind of telling Elliot not, like, to cut. Who was he trying to do? Like, he was trying to say to, it's almost like he doesn't trust Darling. Like, well, he, no, he was trying to keep them uh, from giving each other their cell phone numbers they, because they said that kids, it. You know what I'm saying? If it's his, if it's his. Yeah, but he, he know. Well, it seems I like Mister Robot would know that he doesn't remember right it's now. Right. Right. It's Elliot's is. problem. Obviously, if he's it's not everyone talking to him trying like a to father. keep Elliot safe, and, right. and I think. If it is actually his father as a separate entity, a lot of things start to make sense now that were falling apart for me a couple episodes ago. Um, Like the fact that he does things that I can't see even the dark side of Elliot doing. I think I brought this up before, like when he's telling him to leave Shayla. That never, ever occurred in Elliot's mind. There's no way he was not going to try to help Shayla. So even the darkest part of his mind, I don't think, would say that. And we've seen a couple incidences like that now. Um, Jamal, what you're saying, the way he addressed Terrell... We've seen no evidence whatsoever that Elliot would want to or has teamed up with him at any point. Right. And so... Elliot doesn't trust anyone. Right. Right. So yeah, but maybe then it's again, not him doing that. Then again, Mr. Robot wasn't telling Tyrell anything. He was like, right. you got to fill me in on this. And he wasn't. He didn't trust yeah, him. Tyrell, it seemed like Tyrell didn't know the whole story with F Tyrell Society. Didn't know. Yeah, it, yeah but they right. were working together on some level that we haven't seen. Some level they were working together, but it, it's this, this confidence. And it, it's interesting because Mr. Robot, like... Do you think I'm, that 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 Tyrell doesn't know that if Mr. Robot is separate from Elliot, that Tyrell doesn't know that Elliot's even involved? He no, he not. knows. He's brought he's brought up Elliot. Oh, he has. Has he? Only in reference to, I mean, this is the first time we saw outside of all safe. Outside of all safe. Right. Oh, he says it he, to his his uh, girlfriend or wife in another language, but he was saying this. I, I've met this hacker, this young hacker. Oh, okay. and he did everything. He saw he, a shortcut. When, he saw a shortcut. When, yeah, when, yeah. when would this have all taken place is another thing because it's like when he met Elliot at that uh, that facility. Steel Mountain. It, yeah, Steel Mountain. At that point, it definitely didn't seem like they had anything going on, right? He knew his name. Right, but they had met each other once. They'd yeah, met other it wasn't the same. For the, right. But other than that, it didn't seem like this was a guy who he was sort of intimidated by, who he was sort of working with. It just seemed like, oh, Elliot, the yeah. guy yep. who wouldn't, who doesn't want to work with me. Well, it yeah. depends on when we think that Tyrell 
uh, decided to. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, when, go off. Of his yeah, path. we we think that that might have happened after he killed Sharon. Sharon is that her yeah, name? Yeah, Sharon. Because that was like his ultimate no. breakdown of realizing that his plan was falling apart and wasn't going to work. And if he couldn't have that, that maybe he would go to Elliot and F Society and try to start something bigger or something that was above. And he was focused on, on these small things before, meaning the business climbing and the social politics. But this was really something that he could be a part of. Or maybe right. he... That sounded like a breakdown to I, me. <laughs> we were talking about that before, too. But maybe he was only at Seal Mountain to help Elliot. You know, yeah. like maybe he, he maybe Mr. Like if Mr. Robot is separate and he's been working with Tyrell, once Tyrell... Cause uh, Tyrell found out he wasn't going to get the CTO position before they went to Steel Mountain. Yeah, officially, but he still thought that if he could get Scott out of the picture, because that was the plan ultimately with his wife that they were talking about, somehow get him to turn down the CTO position and they'll have to hire you. So right. I think he still thought that was a possibility, although that doesn't rule out him simultaneously working with Elliot. Right. One thing, has Mr. Robot ever been mentioned by name because I, I thought i heard someone no. say robo no no he's i haven't been, heard it never been mentioned never been talked about guys it's uh, yeah when they talk about his father dying do they give him a name in the past history of my dad died of i don't recall does he have an identity Not that I don't I'm recall. Aware of. okay i'm still sticking to mr robot is part of elliot, elliot. and let's go back to that mirror real quick the three faces we saw elliot mr robot Angela and the mask. So yeah, that's F Society. Right. F Society mask. Now, what you said, Ryan, which I thought was awesome, and I haven't thought about that, if Angela and Darlene are the, are the same person, mm-hmm. Angela's mother died and Elliot's father died. Right. Yes. If Elliot, maybe I'll go back to what I said previously before we were on air. Maybe it's Elliot's mom who died. Right. And Elliot's father is alive. That only makes sense if Angie and Darlene are the same person, making right. it his sister and both of their mother. Yeah, right. That died. But this is the thing, though. Angela clearly does have a boyfriend. Darlene's yeah. way smarter than Angela when it comes to hacking. She wouldn't That's have true. been kicked out of a room. You know what I'm well, saying? And like, you could say they're the two sides of her personality, the way we've been right. seeing the two sides of Elliot's personality. But if if Angie is a facet, if the Darlene Angie thing is a facet of Elliot, we've seen Angie even more than Darlene, but Darlene as well, interact with the outside society. We've seen them both be recognized in rooms at the same time. It doesn't fit the whole fight club theory right. to make Angie part of Elliot. That's right. where I lose that. I think you could interpret it when he looks in that mirror as not these are parts of myself, but when he's saying who am I, it's like what's important to me in my life and who right. are these people that okay. are close to me, but then why isn't Darlene there? Well, he just is remembering her. Like, is that why? Because she yeah, comes in yeah, and out I, of the memory I think so, a lot. Because I guess she's not important enough to remember. Yeah, that's a little. <laughs> that's a little scary. Well, that could mean she's the one that's most blocked off because of the trauma. And so, why is that? Because that's what I was looking for. And there was a line in this episode where they talk about when Elliot's remembering who she is and the fact that it's his sister. All these things they went through together as children, and the fact that the mom was so mean to them. And, and getting back to this, it sounds like a different mom than Angie's mom. Yeah. And yeah. that could be part of the trauma that they experience together at the hands mm. maybe of the mother. And that's why Darlene is the most cut off in his mind because he can't let himself think uh, about that stuff. Okay. And so then dad bailed and either died 
of the leukemia or faked his death and came back and... I just thought about something, a scene that totally negates Angela being Darlene. Right. Uh, Me too. When, Ange- when Darlene and Elliot are with those two captives in his... Yes. In his apartment. DJ and... and Angela's knocking on the door downstairs. Oh, yep. okay. And, and they, they see her. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, I like fine. it. It's great, but I think it's it's just highlighting the difference between them yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the parallels we're supposed to be drawing and, and the same way with Elliot that maybe they don't have to be parts of his psyche but it's just drawing that difference of the light yeah, and the dark is, and Elliot making the decision of which side he wants to take which is what I started out by saying last episode that he struggled this entire time with does he want the quote unquote nice life working at all safe dating a nice girl like angie used to be living that lifestyle or going over to the dark side and working for f society with darlene darlene and you know these dark people to take down (laughs) you did it just like that elliot you're gonna change the world we did this i would love to take credit on this one but i can't no, really, this was you. You are seriously the best person I know. You know that? I love you so much. Oh my God, Elliot, what the f- I'm, I'm sorry. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought I just, I'm sorry. Oh my God, Elliot. Did you forget again? Did you forget who I am? But it's weird because out of all the scenes of the tension between Angie and Elliot, they never kissed, but he did kiss his sister. <laughs> you know, like, they were in the middle of the room hugging each other. They almost kissed there. They were, they they were about to, there. but then, you know. Because yeah, I think almost he... almost kissed there, and they almost, like, you can see how much they do love each other and everything, and how yet it's like Angie and him are like sisters because of their shared experiences, and how much she knows about him, and how much... She tries to protect him and how much he tries to protect her. Well, that he, yet he kisses his sister. Yeah, that makes total sense, though, because if they were childhood friends, they were something to each other when they were young, but they don't right. fit together anymore. And Elliot's realizing that now when he has that realization, that episode where he tries to be normal for a little while and thinks that he could maybe potentially date somebody like Angie and live a normal life and drink Starbucks. And then he realizes he can't and he feels very lost. But when he's with Darlene and they realize they're going to pull off this major hack and he's going to do something that matters, it's like, this is where I belong. This is my purpose and I feel good about this and thus maybe I belong with somebody like this person who's sitting here right next to me and that's Darlene. Well, it's almost because, and and, but she does say, Elliot, I love you so much. Right. Yeah. And it feels that. So she really, really, really means it. And it's like, she must be like, I don't know. It feels sometimes like she's close to her brother because, like, how Darlene, now that I look back at it, hangs around Elliot, she is very close to Elliot. Very familiar. 
Huh? Very familiar. Very familiar. Yeah. Very like familiar, when the, she pushes him relaxed. onto the subway together, they're like laughing and having Talks fun. Or... all the time. Right. Then Elliot Comfortable. feels very protective of her. Like when this shit was going down, he was not going to leave Darlene right. in any type right. of danger. Yeah. And he feels that comfortability, but he doesn't know on what level because he doesn't know what she is to him. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't so, I don't know beginning. if he feels that comfortability. I, I think he's still he was still nervous about her initially. Early too. on, oh, yes. Yeah, earlier yes, on, yes. but... Uh, he still feel he wants to protect her in some way. Yeah. yeah. And when he yeah. started freaking out uh, when he found out that she was his sister, and he started remembering and like he's like I can hear her now as a kid. Remember when he got wasted and he had that flashes whole flashes with that house yeah. and there was a wasn't it a little girl in yeah, the front in front of the house was, you was know, that on a scooter and that's his sister yeah I think so as a kid hello friend yeah. yeah. But uh, that's what she said to him. That was one of our episode titles. And somebody commented that there was also the um, was it House 404 or Route 404 and that that could potentially be their childhood home that he also can't remember, Mm -hmm. thus indicating something bad could have happened there. Right. Oh, that's true. Like, uh, not. Yeah. Not just something bad, but it it is like a little flag that uh, like he forgot his whole house right there. Like he forgot childhood. And then the house was gone. Yeah. Yeah. It was empty. It was just a pole, yeah. a telephone pole. Just an empty lot. Yeah, he's blocking that all out, I think we're going to see. This is what I love about this show. We just spent 20 minutes discussing who these characters could be and what they mean to each other. And not many shows make you do that. No. Eight episodes in, we still don't know who yeah. anyone right. is. And that's, they accomplish a lot of that through the unreliable narrator thing. Mm-hmm. And we got to talk about that later, too, after we're finished with this of who is... Roger Rabbit. The narrator, who is the observer. But we'll get to that because we have more bullet points, too. After Ollie and Elliot's interaction at Allsafe, the next thing that happens is that Elliot leaves and go bumps into Angie. Or not bumps into her. They they had a meeting or whatever it is that's planned here that um, he meets with Angie. And he tells her that he finally figured everything out because he ha- hacked into Ollie's email and has seen the back and forth with them and kind of knows what's going on and they, they have this conversation finally, the two of them. Ollie comes to Elliot with these two hard drives and I really didn't even think that he outranked Elliot. I thought they were kind of on a similar level. Me too. Um, it was weird. It was weird and then he's telling him that he's got to go and deliver these things when he could get like, this is not a job that Elliot should be yeah. doing, mm-hmm. obviously. Especially at the time, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, with what was going on. Yeah, yeah time they would need Elliot there. Gideon didn't like say anything about where, where have you been or right? where where were you this whole time? I mean... Well, he, he kind of did. He said, you're either... You're either things the are times that you're here or the times that you're not here when things are happening. And I think he doesn't want him there right now because he's starting to lose trust in him big time so if he's out of the way all's the better what are you doing i was working on the local backup why weren't you in there with us i was worried about just doesn't add up all these events keep happening around your appearance your disappearance forget it i don't want to hear it Every member in this company stood in there watching the single worst thing that's happened to Allsafe. And where are you? At your cubicle? Doing what? Gideon, I hate you. No, not now, Ollie. Evil corpse on the phone. I'll be back. We're not finished here. 
Hey there, fellow society members. We just want to thank you for listening to the Coffee Class Crew podcast. We want to ask you to be part of RF Society and help us to grow bigger by letting your friends know about our podcast, telling them how to subscribe, and getting them involved. Don't forget that you can always speak to us and get involved in the actual show by emailing us at the address contact at coffeeclatchcrew.com. We'll read your questions and your comments on the air. Together, we can bring corporate down. How did the meeting between Elliot and Angie happen? Get set up. Um, did Elliot call her after he saw the emails and realized? Did Angie call him looking for help? Did Ollie realize he was in over his head and put the two of them together to figure it out and take himself out of the equation? However it was that it occurred, he meets her on the street and they do discuss this. And there were some interesting things in their conversation, I thought. Yeah. I really wanted to know how, if if it was uh, like Elliot, I thought it would be Elliot contacting Angie about, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, he had just hacked Ollie's email. So he obviously saw these emails going back and forth talking about a hack. And he's asking himself what Angie's been up to mm-hmm. because she tried to come to him for help and he couldn't deal with it at the time. So uh, I just wanted to know how, how that conversation on the phone would be if he calls her up and is like, hey, what's going on with this hack? And her being like, how do you even know that this is going on right mm-hmm. now? Right. You know, like. The only way he would know is if he hacked into one of them or if he said that Ollie told him about it. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's another one of these gaps, like Jamal had said before. They're kind of leaving it to you as the viewer to determine what happened in that space that we don't get to see. And are those the times that Elliot is not there or Elliot is skipping out? There's right. breaks in his own psyche or memory. I'm not sure, but we're having to try to put those things together. And What's also interesting about that, too, is neither one of them have been wanting to tell each other or accept what's going on with each other. And he even says that after telling each other all of this about what's been going on, they still can't get over each other's walls because this is what hackers do. They don't completely let each other in and there will always be that thing between them. And I think that's why they can never be together. Wait, so we are considering Ange a hacker. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Is she a hacker? She works. She's she has a very high position in that company, right? Yeah, yeah. She was leading the the account with Evil Corp, and but it's like she knows enough about computers. She definitely knew how to get into her own job and kind of put things where they needed to be. The only problem I had with not as much as Elliot though. Not as much as Elliot. Not as much as a lot of people. Elliot's like the master, but. They didn't have security cameras going into that office building. I mean, that was, I mean, she clocked in with uh, Ollie's, you know, key pass, mm-hmm. but they should have cameras in there also. And you would, if you went yeah. over, you would see that they had this thing in there, but no one, I guess no one really detected this. Uh, yeah, because he know, still works kit. there. And she, she went in there. with his key, she went right. to his computer. Did everything that made it look like it was Ollie. Right. Yeah, but then again, yeah, if it was all on Ollie's computer, why is Ollie still there? But they, they couldn't they, trace. They that just happened that that day, so they couldn't. They couldn't really trace. And his hard drive is now gone. That's oh. what Elliot was. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. yeah, and you guys thought he was sweating over the White Rose meeting, but he, he very likely could be sweating over all this. He's right. in the middle of all safe falling down, and if they track this back, back to him, down. it really all is his fault. Yeah, Angie's not going to be incriminated. That's true. 
After the, the interaction between Angie and Elliot, Elliot goes to meet White Rose, who is a trans woman obsessed with time. She chides Elliot for his lack of focus and says the Dark Army initially backed out because Gideon's suspicious of Elliot's story from the dinner party booby-trapped Evil Corpse hacked server by turning it into a honeypot. This was a loaded couple of minutes where we finally get to meet White Rose. What did you guys think about her? Uh, we were so well. I was so I love, wrong with my love. predictions. First of all, I was happy we were, with was. I love that guy. Yeah, uh, DB Wong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to bring him up real quick. When when I first saw him, I kept saying to Christina, "We know that guy. We know that guy." Yeah. But I couldn't. I could picture him in movies, but couldn't remember his name. It's DB Wong, and we know him from Jurassic Park in mm-hmm. Jurassic World. Yeah. He's one of the scientists. Yep. Uh, Focus with Will Smith. Oz. He played Father Ray. Uh, Father of the Bride. You know the really oh the really goodness. gay guys. That's yeah. him. Yeah. Wow. Not the gay guy. The gay guy's partner. Yeah, right. his, his yeah. assistant. Assistant. Law and Order, which would put him on right. a map, and so much more. It's just a list goes on and on. Hmm. He is awesome. He was, and so he good. played this role amazing. Yeah, he was really, really good. Yes. What do we think the reasoning was? Because I think we had talked a lot about assuming that White Rose would probably be a female character. We thought it was going to be somebody we had already known. When it right. turns out, it's a completely new introduction. But yeah, we were way off on that. We were way I off. Knew. I was like, I thought was, I, I didn't know who it was going to be, but I figured it would be someone I knew. I really wanted it to be Joanna. Uh, Me too. I just really like the idea of having like a really strong female villain yeah. as opposed to, you know, to a opposite of Elliot, like that she would be the one pulling strings and things I like that. I still don't know if those people are villains though. I never did. I, I, right. Evil Corp. I question that too. Yeah. Evil Corp should be the villain in all of this. I question right. that too. And this is going to get into very hairy territory. So we won't stay here too long, but, but Ryan in, in regards to what you bring up, I also wanted to see that very strong female character kind of in charge of this. And then we meet White Rose, and I felt like, I don't know, was this like the strong female character, like we couldn't even quite get the strong female character oh, yeah. in the strong female character role? Do you know what I'm saying? She, oh, I, mean, I felt as, strong as by Bruce Jenner has taught us, they're females just, just like you are. <laughs> Christina. Yes, and, I, and this is where it gets tricky. But I'm offended that you're. But and like, we had a whole podcast about that. It's too. like it's so we funny. didn't even quite get that there. What you had yeah, been talking well, about. This is the thing, just like the Bruce Jenner thing, I, I find it offensive that a man feels like a woman because you know um, I was there when my uh, wife had a baby. It doesn't fit. It, you're not. You're not a woman. You can just be. You can feel like one, but what a woman is represents a lot. And you know, in shows. Terrell's wife is that strong female. Like, if you don't need her to be part of F Society. What I seen her doing this episode. What? Inducing labor? Like, (laughs) inducing labor? This woman has done. She's still very strong. Yes, but she still is that behind the scenes. Like, he is the one at the business running running the business stuff. She's running him. Yeah, but that is so the stereotypical. There's always a woman behind a man. Like, we're waiting for the woman to. She's behind him. Like, he is a complete psychopath who has nothing under control. She judges him with everything she does, and she comes up with the plan B's, the plan C's. When he gets in trouble, she's the one who always has 
to bail him out. No, that's that's absolutely true. It's just what I'm saying is it, we're looking for this strong female character. We don't have it in the lead role. In the it's Elliot. In F Society, he is the leader, not Darlene. Even at All Safe, Angie gets put down a couple of times because yeah, she's not as smart and men need to come in and save her. Right. So now we finally are looking for this woman who's going to be this very strong leader of this dark army group. I and it turns you, out... You didn't think she was strong? She's a man. Yeah, really. Oh, oh, I see what you're you saying. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, we couldn't even uh, get that even in that role. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Let me take it a step further. Have you guys noticed that there's only been one black character in the show and it was one of the bad guys? One of the foot troopers? Oh, for uh, Vera? Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't we also have somebody in F Society who's not there? Oh, yeah, anymore? that's right. The that guy, guy with too. the fro. But he's so unimportant, I guess. Yeah, he's very, <laughs> don't even recognize he's very low it. level. But you bring up a good point because supposedly this show makes a lot of great remarks about society and about the way things really are. And so are they doing this on purpose? Right. Are they showing us that in real life that is kind of still the reality? Maybe. Or are they just making a really bad cool. mistake by not Elliot, putting Elliot's it in Egyptian. There. That's yeah, they've been downtrodden so much. The Egyptians have <laughs> really been persecuted. It's just it's a very interesting point yeah. I think, to think about. <sighs> so anything else? Anything there. else about the interaction? What do you oh, think oh my about? God, I have so much about White Rose's time obsession. I thought she was awesome. Are you just going to stand there, or do you want to hand me those drives? This meeting has started. I manage my time very carefully, Mr. Alderson. Each beep indicates one minute of my time that has passed. I have allotted you no more than three minutes. Are you really going to do that? I suggest you pick better topics of conversation. I have 17 more items on my agenda today. The evil corp hack, we should go through with it this time. You were turning out to be a grave disappointment. We were ready. We had everything set to go. Dwelling is so inefficient. Hey, you pulled out last time. Wasting more time telling me things I already know. But we were ready. That is the third time that you have expressed that. She put me to shame. It felt like I waste my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, time is important. What am I doing with mine? Yeah, that, that, my I time. didn't like that. That was so judgy. <laughs> I, I felt like, should I turn off the show then? Because, yeah, this is like, yeah, I'm wasting time with the show. Yo, she's doing countdowns while this guy's trying to talk about something. And I'm like, wait, wait, I want him to ask more questions. And you're already yeah. making exit. Yeah. You feel anxious for him that he's not yeah. going to be able to yeah. even get a word in. Yeah, he has three minutes. Each minute will be dinged off. To let him know how much time has progressed. On him. Yep. She states that she needs progression between each ding. And he right. doesn't progress f- between or the, the first two Or the conversation's over. Yeah. Right. And uh, I love this. Elliot hacks people while White Rose hacks time. Yeah. Wow. So she's very important. She's very strong. She's very safe. Yeah. Like no one can get to her unless yeah, she wants you to get to her. We forgot to bring that up before that when he first walks in, we see that she's in a Faraday cage, which is a structure of metallic mesh designed to carry electrical energy away from whatever's within the cage. Constructed in a particular way, it blocks all mobile phone signals, all technology signals to the interior. So that is the height of protection for her. Right. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think about the interaction itself? Uh, were you thrown off? Well, I mean, I had this, I wanted it to be someone else. Or I wanted it to be Lloyd. I either wanted it to be 
Joanna or Lloyd, and then it was, you know, a transgender. Um, D.B. Weiss. Yeah, D.B. Wong. D.B. Wong, not yeah. D.B. Weiss. It's not Game <laughs> and, of Thrones, uh, Jason. <laughs> but I thought he w- uh, he was excellent in it. I didn't even recognize him. I wasn't sure if it was a male or female at first. At first? Or, yeah, you know. I knew it was a male straight off, but I didn't know if in the show he was supposed to be a man that was like disguised in this situation as a woman or if it was actually in the show supposed to be a transgender. For a little while it took me to realize, but he did play, she did play the character um, very well. I thought that she, for all of the um, anxiety that we felt and the difficultness of this conversation between the two of them, she did get Elliot to that point of Mm -hmm. you don't have focus. What are you trying to do? What are you going to do next? How are we going to accomplish this? And by the time he left, he had a purpose again. He knew what the plan was and and what the next step was. I like how how she infected him with the the, uh, time virus. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, because later on he's like, she was right. That was a really important point about Elliot's psyche, too, how susceptible he Mm -hmm. is Mm. to other people's... uh, eccentricities yeah and uh the juxtaposition between when he walks in he's like i think i'm supposed to meet you mm-hmm. and that person doesn't talk starts walking out he's like am i supposed to follow you and then, and then yeah. the way the door. yeah and then the way he leaves is completely different yeah oh well, so, again yeah. he assumed it was the man that he was there to oh, meet even course. though he was in a lab uniform was that I don't man? know if it. Yeah, but I don't know if that was the the point. It was just someone. Probably was not. But I am. I am starting to think that a you're a lot, feminist. <laughs> no, 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 no. But if you go back even to episode one, now there are so many things that maybe we didn't understand what they meant, or we didn't think they were important. I'm starting to think this is one of those shows where everything that's put in is important. Right. Um. You're going down a dangerous path, a true detective season a one A true detective path. type path, but I think this could be a show that it might all be intentional. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get very deep and complex when if we find out. we're going to talk out. intention, uh, the legs behind the camera when a- Elliot's shaking the camera, it was that intentional? You know, he throws the camera down. Yes. He's yelling at him once. Do we want to get into that now? That, that, um... Because I throw, I kind of just was like, oh well, he's doing that, and then they kind of left it in. But they could have easily, easily just edited the the legs part out. And then I was thinking maybe uh, Elliot sees a person that he created in his mind, you know, as oh, actually maybe. being there. Or that's know, supposed like to be- how he, if he, if Mister Robot is not. An actual person, and he's a figment of Elliot's imagination. That, that he's just that wasn't so, Elliot's legs. No, it it clearly you pan down th- all of Elliot, and then you see legs behind the camera, hmm. or that's what it looks like. It looked like to me, at least. I didn't freeze frame it, so I'm gonna have to. Well, this this out. goes to the question of what role is the camera supposed to be playing? Um, so quite often, Elliot is seen talking to us, and he mentions that we are his imaginary friend, that he has developed us. In the beginning, it seems we're a source of comfort to him, but as we move on, he's starting to feel paranoid about us. Did you know about this? Do you know more than me? Um, Doesn't seem fair. You know, and then you think about it, and it looks like in that scene, he's holding the camera, as though he's filming himself when we see it from that angle, when he takes it and he throws it down. But... There's plenty of scenes where Elliot is not present, and clearly the camera is still rolling, like in right. the opening ballet scene we see there. So what is 
the point of the camera, who is this person? Does it only follow Elliot because it's his imaginary friend? Is it subjective? I think it was just uh, part of Elliot in this episode breaking the fourth wall. And right. we were the fourth wall. And that was just supposed to depict us being thrown. Right, but clearly we're, we're an important character in this story for, for all of his questioning of yeah. us. And, and are we yeah. going to become like, more relevant? And he wanted us to know that he didn't forget about us. He apologizes very cordially for not speaking to us for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, we're, I, I, def, I definitely know I'm important. I don't know about the rest of you suckers. <laughs> I know he's talking to me. Maybe I'm just the only one who gets it. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he often talked to us throughout all of this show, mm-hmm. every episode. But this one, he actually went beyond, and he challenged us. He demanded things from us, yeah. asked us questions. When he grabs the camera and rips it on the subway floor, that's when we became a character in the show, one of physical presence. I don't think... I think it's just us. It's, again, it's this writer. He's breaking the fourth wall both ways, right. our wall a, and his wall. Right, mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. I mean, everybody does that with intention. So is it going to be that we do know more than him? Are we going to know things that he can't well, because they're so. blocked off from his memory and he can't put the pieces together yet? I, well, I mean, obviously we know a little more than him because we see scenes that I assume, I mean, I think that he's not present for, right. you know? Yep. So we obviously know a little bit more than him. Uh, I don't know if we're that person other than when Elliot sees him. Right. That's know? what I'm wondering. Like, is it that same camera? Are we only the camera when Elliot's there? Or right. are we also the camera in scenes where he's not? Right. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it looks like when it's scenes with him, he's holding it. So is that the only time we well, are supposed to be Most there? Most of the time he's not holding it. Right. You I know, just felt like it was that, that time. time. Really? That he was yeah. holding it. I mean... If we're an imaginary friend, we could be just watching him the entire time, you know, walking. Sometimes it looks like he's looking. Well, then again, we we still wouldn't be there in scenes where he's not then. Right. So we might not know those things. It gets very interesting if you actually think about it. Hey, it's me again. Do you shop online? I know you do. I've seen it. If you're going to shop on Amazon, first go to coffeeclatchcrew.com and click on our Amazon banner which will lead you right to the website and do your normal shopping. You will not be charged more, but it lets them know that you're fans of ours and we get a little kickback. And with that money, we can help fuel F Society. We are jumping a lot in this episode, but so much happened, we just can't, there's no way to make this unorganized. (laughs) No, but we actually, we only have a couple more points left following the synopsis. Um, The next scene is where... We see Terrell, actually, and he's feeling traumatized by his actions. He reveals the killing of Sharon to be an act of passion, a secret that he kept from Joanna, not, in fact, something she helped him plan. Well, that's kind of something we find out that it was an act of passion. We thought before that it could have been planned in a way, and then mm-hmm. he felt remorse over Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's what but, I thought. Um, but yeah, this w- in this scene, his reaction to things makes us think that he didn't plan for it to go this way. This wasn't the plan. He talks to Joanna, and they talk about how um, they were going to blackmail uh, Scott and Sharon yep. because he slept with her. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I, that's how I wanted it to go, and yep. I felt like... I felt when he killed her, it was such the wrong move, and I couldn't believe they did it. I was upset that he had done it, too. Because I thought it just messed up the way the story was going to flow. It absolutely 
does, I think. And even after the end of this scene, she still doesn't know it. Right. The wife. Well, I think she knows once they came in and said she was dead because uh, he wouldn't. The police. He, but at the yeah. end of this scene, they haven't come oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Um, this is just him like oh, kind no. of freaking out and telling her that there's another way and there's something above. She thinks above. that he did it, that he, I mean, she has confidence that he accomplished his the goal, plan. slept with her. Right. He got her up on the roof. Got you know, the photos, every... the incriminating photos that right. they were looking for. Yep. I don't know how he was going to get the photos. Like, uh, she said, did you take the photos? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that have to have been something that was set up beforehand yeah, when think. he got up there? Oh, hold on one second. Just take, yeah. it and take it a selfie of us. Just one no problem. <laughs> you know, even still when he's going on and kind of snapping a little bit, she still doesn't really respond too much. She's just like, okay, sweetie, I think you're a little uh, stressed out there. We could still get it back on track, though. Right. So, you know, then we see that he finds F Society's file, um, Tyrell, after Gideon tells him about the honeypot. He has the meeting, the kind of suspect meaning for my opinion where he gives him all this information but anyhow then Terrell figures that out and he goes to meet with Mr. Robot we kind of spoke about that what is revealed that the two are somewhat working together he reminds Mr. Robot that he knows his dirty little secret when he refuses to cooperate what do you guys think that is that he's gay (laughs) no that's something that Mr. Robot would know about Tyrell but, yeah, uh, this is Tyrell telling Tyrell Mr. Oh, Robot, Mr. Robot that, that he knows. knows his dirty secret. So what do you think that is? That he's alive. That's, that's yeah, what that's I thought, that it's a cover-up. God, I'm so back and forth, I don't know anymore. I or know, that, right? Or, or that he knows that Elliot's the one, and if it is Elliot, that's Mr. Robot. He knows that he's hacking the system, he's moving in, that he knows oh, about right. society, who all his friends are, and... I don't like think that. that's right, but the, he responds. But you knowing my secret can destroy you too, right? Uh, he doesn't say that. He, he doesn't or say it would, He just says too. that it wouldn't do any good. Yeah, it won't yeah. matter. And well, if the if the cover up of his death had been to start F Society in the first place, that still makes sense, right? You know, it's 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 just so weird because it's almost like I wonder. You know, this guy is dead right and he showed up maybe (laughs) right maybe so there's two things they want us to think he's dead either way right or or an illusion yeah something like that because either way he shows up in e-corp and waits for elliot that's true there i don't know how it's almost like that is the ideal time where he could either met with i i like i don't know what goes on when some not with all he meets him with well, all, all, safe, all, right? safe. all safe yeah but and nobody there would know him right no, but, but how did he get in they have how like could a guy waved. in a place where you have the most sensitive information be sitting in someone's chair well clearly as we've seen with angie though there are some flaws and even with the things elliot does you know if if mr robot's that good too there are some flaws that can be exploited well no i just mean almost right. the how the way they ignore mr robot like in all yes. interactions Everyone ignores him. yes the people there He's yelling, you know what I'm saying? And he's standing up there, seemed to kind of be ignoring Mr. Robot in that scene. Yep. And that would point towards the he's dead and it's a delusion. Well, no, I don't know. Or they're making me feel that way because it can be easily explained off. This is an open office. People are there. They come in and out. He could have social engineered someone to get in. He could have just tricked someone into letting him in. Yeah. Like said, he was with someone else. He's one of the most prolific hackers. He has a secret society. I think he can do anything he wants. And my whole thing is, 
either way, we're being led to believe that this guy is not real or something's weird about him. Because like I said, just to like what Christine is saying, it I'm or what Jason was saying as far as just not knowing. Yeah. Like I, I, I like I, I don't know because when you guys brought that up, I'm trying to fight it, but it's like <laughs> he is so different than Elliot, Elliot that yeah. it's like like when he's in that car it really feels like it's Mr. Robot talking to Tyrell and not Elliot not, not anyone because yeah. the dynamic is so different with them yeah even different than a dark part of Elliot's mind yeah, I think and Tyrell's a control freak he think. let me look at Tyrell walks into his boss's wife's um, walks into the, his boss's bathroom with the wife or tells the wife, oh, how do you deal with this asshole? Or brings the wife up there, kills the wife. He clearly doesn't give a fuck. They have a candid conversation where you can tell Tyrell doesn't give a fuck. He's such, he, he does, though. I mean, he is affected by these things. No, but what I mean, not giving a fuck, is that he, it's almost like no one can control him. Right. So this guy who's just manipulating him so much has to, it just has to it feels like it has to be a constant a constant domin domineering dominating character who can have him in that position not Elliot who he when you see these interactions are so benign like this little mouse every time you see him well I think there's further proof you know in the last scene and and there are some things in between here and there but when Elliot finds the untitled CD and puts it in and realizes that it's the CD about his father those pictures seem to range from about the age his father should have been 20 years ago when he supposedly died to ones that look like very recent photos where the father is older than he should be and things in the room don't make sense. Like it's a progression of 20 years ago to today. And if he had died 20 years ago, that progression wouldn't exist in those photos. There's a a PS2, PS or PS3 or PS4 controller in the hospital room where he's staying and 20 years ago was uh, 95 and PS2 wasn't out yet. It was still PlayStation then. Okay. And, and even beyond that, Shock, just so. the way he looks, <laughs> just the way he looks like it looks like there are shots where he's older than he would have been yeah. 20 years ago. Now this is a lie. I might be honey dicking everybody here, but cause I didn't take a still picture, but when he's reclining on a, it's not a couch. It's like a, a it's a chair that reclines, but not leather. It's just a, a thinner chair. Is he in Elliot's apartment? I couldn't tell, but it kind of looked like it was in so fast. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hard to tell. Um, I didn't notice that. No. And, and clearly, Elliot had been trying to forget about this, but not completely. He put it on the file the way he does when he's done with something, on the CD, rather. But he didn't label it. Right. Which, if he forgets things, that's an indicator right there. But he did leave it first in the slot, and it's the only one unlabeled. So that actually makes it stick out more, like he he could go back to it and figure that out and put it together as he had now. So that could be because it was traumatic because he died. You know, again, that makes sense there, but I guess it could be for other reasons as well. Do you notice every time he panics and he can't hold on anymore? He's like, it's time to redo my computer. Right. And he, he gets rid of everything, puts something on a CD, and almost reboots himself. 
to start all over again. Yeah, maybe. Like get he's got to wipe it. He can't yeah. remember those things. He can't deal with them. So that's how he does it. He, he actually deals like a computer. Yep. It deletes people. Fry it. Yeah. Stick it in the microwave. Yeah, sticks it in the microwave, fries it. Used to get high after. Right. Yep. And then start all over. Oh, yeah. And that, oh, God. I, 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 you know, I missed the podcast, but I love that villain that got created when Shayla was murdered because he is Europe? so deep. Mm. Oh, he's great. He's a What does your name mean, Jamal? What does your name mean? <laughs> it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could you not know? <laughs> Jamal, you should listen to the other two episodes because we really get into some crazy stuff that's going to twist your head even more. That's a good um, advertisement, and I will go back. And, and like it, I too. Don't forget to like it. Uh, one, one complaint. There's a pivotal character that Mr. Robot do- hasn't been showing in a couple episodes. And it's like, where did that character go? And that's the fish. Oh, you guys yeah. seen him? Cordy. I haven't seen Cordy. Ever Where's since Cordy? he stopped getting Where's high. Where's the dog? I haven't even, yeah, I haven't seen the Where's dog. Where's the dog? You're right. I haven't seen the dog this the episode fuck? either. <laughs> well, there were two more scenes <laughs> in this episode. I know we're, we're starting to go a little bit long here, but... Um, I'd like to talk more about Cordy. He's very important. <laughs> the next one is when Joanna is informed by the police of Sharon's murder, and she fakes going into labor in the kitchen. She's for- great in that. She gets it right away like and fakes like her shock, and then... Uh, Kind of, it seems like she knows what's going on right away, real quick, and how you know Tyrell has been reacting to everything, and goes to the level of the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, she's but faking she it. Herself. She threw a cup of uh, no, even before you see the fork, she threw a cup of water on the floor, but she went full ridiculousness and induced her own labor with that goddamn fork that yeah, she's been do eating do off of every single episode, probably. Oh, it's so easy. I do fork. it like once a week. It's really cleansing. To just, <laughs> <laughs> but can yeah. you can you actually induce labor by yeah. stabbing yourself? Yeah, you breaking your own if water. If you're close enough to that time. Uh, and did she clean that fork? But that's how crazy she is. That she she you could have faked it. It would have gotten you out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even crazy to me. But why would she leave the fork on the counter? The she should at least put. Yeah, it that's in a little foolish. I, I would never with Elliot and with. Tyrell, I would never call her crazy. She is the most calculating, grounded. precise, grounded character in the entire episode. She's completely sure of herself. She's not like Angela. She's not like Sheila. She's not like Darlene. She's not like anyone. She's damn near like white rose almost. Like just this uh, There's a level of being a sociopath to her coldness right. and calculating. Yes, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I think she definitely, maybe, but she didn't kill anybody on a roof, so I'm not really judging her yet. <laughs> she pushed him to it. She's, you know what <laughs> it no, is? but she, I don't think she's got any sort of problem with it, because if that fits with the next level of the plan, that's what needs to plan, be done. She right. doesn't react to any of this. This is what I mean. You have to understand, like, with her in this whole thing, she seems normal. Like, he compared to a sociopath because, look. I don't evil, see that. Normal. No, no, no. You know why? Because Evil Court and these corporations did kill a whole bunch of people by weighing how important it is to profit versus the safety of the employees who bust their ass. And it's so easy. It's so easy for them. When this guy explains to Angie how it was so easy to forget and not care about how many people die. And that's what I'm saying about the whole society. Like, she would be the sociopath. She never told her husband to go up there and kill anybody. She's just trying to climb to the top for the protection of her family. Like, like almost like the animalistic 
gr- mother grizzly bear. Yeah, but she's got no qualms about how they get there. No, right. she has no qualms. And, and, like, and, and it doesn't seem like she feels any yeah. kind of way about any of these things. And that's a hallmark of being a sociopath. No, no, I understand that she's not that she's even like Terrell that broke down after he killed Sharon right. emotionally. But my my whole thing is in the grand scheme of things, she really doesn't seem that weird to me like in the sense of i think you're crazy yeah, you're crazy dude huh she is weird the way no, she no, speaks and the saying, way no, she's no, no. what i'm saying is but every single thing she does is calculated is what i'm saying it's not like she's just going off crazy and going mm. off on the deep end or anything like this everything she does technically she hasn't done anything Right. No, I'm. T- I'm <laughs> no, I she has everything. I think she's the mastermind. She's thought yeah, but it's, it's very like, smart the way she has zero blood on her hands, except for her babies. I mean, it's like it's almost like she is fork. just like E Corp, almost, or even worse. I don't know. Like she just has her hand on the pulse. You know, I wonder though. Once she finds out about, you know, Tyrell's like pretty much on the verge of having a breakdown he's killed this woman do you think we're going to see any kind of shift in her maybe she um, might kill him but no <laughs> here's the deal i don't know though she's needed him to get ahead and if he's no longer playing his part and doing the right thing is right. she going to react and back him up in the same way i wonder i wonder what his life insurance policy is probably good yeah yeah this is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> jamal let me this will answer everything for you you ready yeah joanna is tyrell Oh shit! <laughs> oh my God. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Oh, None of them are real. It's yeah, all no us, the imaginary yeah, friend. We're, we, we're we crazy. <laughs> well, let's get to the last scene, guys. Where celebrating F Society's success, Elliot mistakenly kisses Darlene, who is revolted and asks if he's forgotten again. And we realize that Darlene is his sister. What are you saying, Elliot? Of course I didn't forget. You're Darlene. You're Darlene. You're Darlene. I know. I know what she's going to say. I'm your sister. You're my sister. So we kind of talked about that a little bit before, but any other thoughts? I was completely lost when that happened. I was like, he... She's like, of course I know who you are. I'm like, who is she? Who, who is she? I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know who she is. She's Darlene. <laughs> yeah, he's right. She's Darlene. What? I don't, I don't understand. I, I kept thinking Elliot is a master. Well, Rami Malik is a master. Yeah, he's amazing. At those still moments. Looking confused. <laughs> confused, scared, and right. it, d- intense. Horrified. He's amazing at I those. I love his look when uh, Ollie's walking away from him and he's sitting in the background. Oh, he's that like, was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Tilted, he's so funny. The meeting with White Rose, yeah. the look in the mirror. I mean, his acting is, is just selling yeah, the entire perfect. thing. Yeah. I didn't see. Yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> I never. I didn't see it coming, and I want to rewatch the whole season again and see if there's any clues to her being his sister. 
Yeah, well, we saw early on when she was showering in his apartment and he started to come in and she was like, gross, Elliot, I'm naked in here. What the fuck? And if they had been dating as we thought or hooking up as we thought or even just a man and a woman of a certain age, there wouldn't be anything that weird about him walking in. Especially when you shower in the man's house, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and then the thing is, why wouldn't I know where you live? She says that like, right. how do you know where? Like, why wouldn't I know, I know where, where you, you live? live you know? Yeah, I just I just wrote that off as she's a hacker, uh, right. but, but but that, that makes, makes more sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. There's also the scene w- very early on with Mr. Robot. What is the term of endearment he calls Elliot? He doesn't say my son, but it's something very close to that. When? I don't remember this. Oh, it's yeah. it's much earlier on when he's talking to Elliot, and there's some term of endearment he says, and it, it's not quite my son, but it is very close to something like that. Is it when they're talking on the boardwalk? It might have been, um, but then there's also a couple of other scenes with Darlene, and and you could shrug them off at the time as we probably did, but I think going back now, like you said, a lot more things would seem to make sense when they're talking on the pier. Um, shortly before he pushes him off and he walks up and he, he grabs him by the shoulder and he calls him kiddo in a very fond kiddo, yeah. kind of endearing way, the way you would call a son. And Darlene also has a couple of interactions like that with Elliot. So we definitely got to comb back through. What else is interesting about that scene is that he touches him without Elliot shrugging away. Oh, yeah, like it yeah. was normal. away all the time. And he, you know, if it's Fuck a non-voluntary, involuntary action... Yeah, you know, like, he even says he hates to be touched right. by people. I want to see that whole scene again. Right. That oh, I want to see that and see the, just dissect the interaction and like before we know in episode nine because I feel like we'll get to know. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to dissect that to see if we can figure out Mr. Robot is real or not. So, uh, <laughs> but getting back to uh, Darlene and Elliot, that uh, the first scene they kind of meet each other. Uh, Elliot and Mr. Robot walk into the arcade, and if you watch in the background, it's just Darlene looking at Elliot, watching him. Because if <laughs> if Mr. Robot's not there, Darlene's just walking Elliot walk in, walk back and forth, and then leave. Yeah. So right. she's just watching him. <laughs> she doesn't. He doesn't acknowledge her or anyone else really. He just kind of looks around and then like gets out of there. So and then the second time they meet is she's standing in front of the fun house. Um, and he goes up to her and he says, where's your boss? And she says, ha ha, like very funny or whatever. And then she's like, when are you going to get me access? Uh, I got the root kit. I need you to, to get me in. I need root, uh, access to, uh, the servers. And, and he's like, what are you talking about? And then she calls him an asshole. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Robot walks up behind and she goes inside and, Elliot doesn't know what to make of it. He says to Mr. Robot, she just called me an asshole or a dickhead something, or yeah. something like that. So, And he's like, that, she could be like that. Right. But I mean, it was, she already went into that um, exchange, kind of familiar with him. Very much. Uh, right. What one of the commenters is saying, and I think we should do this before our next podcast, is that we should go back specifically, and I did pay very close attention to it, but I want to see it again, to his 
dream when he's having the withdrawal trip and everything that's happening, they bring up a good point there that we're dealing with Elliot's subconscious, Mm -hmm. which cannot lie. Right. So everything he's seeing there while twisted and weird is some form of reality. It could be wish fulfillment, like when he's set to marry Angie because he would like to be with her in real life. Now they're saying what's weird about that is Mr. Robot is not in that whole scene. So does that point to his fictitiousness because his subconscious can't lie and he's not in the dream? Mm. Right. But it's still real to his reality, right, Mr. Robot? Like, if he's seeing him... To his memory, not not his his present day reality because he's dead or not real. But I, I think it's definitely worth another look because there was a lot in that dream sequence that I'm could point the us. Key and yeah, um, just deleting the house. Yeah. So we've been very back and forth. We don't know. This is like one of our first episodes where we we do, we don't have a definitive answer, right or wrong. We yeah. just don't know. Yeah. We didn't have right answers last. Well, time right either. or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we had but pretty we had strong feelings yeah. Yeah. though on our predictions, and, and this time we don't quite know where anything's going to go yet. Um, one more question before you get to the predictions part and wrapping us up. Uh, uh, I, th- I think we already predicted that we don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, do any of us know why Elliot was court, court appointed to see the psychologist that he was seeing? What is it that he actually did to wind up there? Krista? Yes. Um, I don't. I didn't know. I don't remember it being mentioned in any of the episodes. Uh, I don't either. But I did see someone mentioned it on Reddit, and I'm trying to find it now. Uh, Because it is this episode, right, where he starts it off by saying, do you think it was wrong what I did to Krista, and I had to do it? Oh, yeah. Do you think I'm I'm wrong, or I'm the bad guy, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it says in... (laughs) He's talking so about oh, see, someone else says it too that uh, that it didn't mention it in the show, but uh, on USA Network's site, uh, it says that after being arrested for financial hacking, he has been attending a court-ordered therapy for almost a year, and that's a quote from the site. Huh. I wonder why they don't tell us the viewer that. That's interesting. It's a character bio. On yeah. USA, I hate when they do that. Yeah. You'll see it in the bio, but you don't yeah. ever remember seeing it in the show itself. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, with us not knowing or having a definitive answer, who's who, what is what, um, you guys listening, if you have any ideas, if you have any kind of clues or thoughts, do you guys know who Mr. Robot is? Is he real? Is he a part of his imagination? Just let us know. You can contact us at contact at com or make a comment on our Facebook page, and we'll definitely talk about it next week. Yeah, and what do you think is going to happen in the final two episodes, 9 and 10? And also, um, he did mention that she looks at a lot of anal porn. We that's never true. knew, does she really do that or not, or does she just watch it? I think that's key. I think that's a big... That <laughs> I think is that the back to... door that they're talking it about? It is. It has been. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Guys. Oh, poor Krista. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I have, uh, you know how I ended off with the questions, right. but we've kind of Ask asked questions. all these questions yeah. already, uh, but here's one. What was Tyrell doing hacking into the servers? Yeah, After. I asked the same thing, too, because I thought he was himself going to go in and try to remove that honeypot, but then his permission was denied. So yeah. who's controlling his permission? Why was it denied? And what is it that he's looking for when he finally pulls up the page and focuses in on the F Society? Mm-hmm. In uh, the Forbes 
site, or yeah. unless you're going to look talk about Go this. Uh, they talk about it at the end. It's the White Rose and the Honey Pod, Mr. Robot, Episode 8, Reality Check. Mm-hmm. It says, food for thought. After Gideon leaves the office and Tyrell starts going on the screen with the code, uh, according to Basil, the code indicates that Tyrell is able to access the infected CS30 server, also the Honeypot, but he is unable to access many files and directories, coupled with the cryptic meaning, meaning with Mr. Robot. between Tyler, Tyrell and Mr. Robot in the car. They want to know what he's up to. Yeah. But, right, so seeming so. like they have a tenuous relationship where he's kind of working for them, but they're not going to let him know everything. Right. Right. But it, that's what they're saying the code just means that he was trying to get in and couldn't couldn't access any files. Yeah, but what was he trying but what was to do? Yeah, what was he trying to do? Hmm. Exploit it or get rid of it? I, I think he was trying to change the audience, but I think at that point he had made up his mind but that he, he was going over. But he knows it's a trap already. He was I, going over know. to F Society. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to have information on the honeypot so he could to tell. bring to them. F Society. Yeah. I was, I'm just thinking of the whole Tyrell thing. Like, you know, I still know that he's seen when Elliot switched the files on, what's his name? The CEO. So I'm always wondering what side Tyrell's on in the first place, if it was just his own ambition or maybe he really does, is thinking about God and the sky like he was Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, what that. is with the God thing? I don't understand. Yeah, I mentioned that when he went back to Joanna, he was really starting to crack up and she was seemingly getting a little nervous about, like, are you serious? First she starts laughing like he's joking, but then it's like, wow, are you serious? What? Yeah, it's because, you know, it, it, it's like, is this his, is this... Like, I feel Mr. Robot has so much control over him. It's amazing. Like, it, the only other way where Mr. Robot's not real and has this control is almost if it's like Fight Club. Because some of the members knew that Tyler Durden was an alternate ego who was in charge. And that's where the personalities knew about each other. and Or one of them knew about the other one and knew the other one didn't know about the other one and was more in charge and can do things in advance. I don't know if it works that way, but... Yeah, or or if it's actually Elliot's father and he's actually alive and he is the one running things. Well, that's what I mean. It's then, either one of those Then there, there could be, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of times that we're not seeing because Elliot's not seeing. Because when Elliot first gets brought in, he doesn't really seem to be as much in charge. He has to step up to that place. Right. so to speak, before the rest of F society kind of start really deferring to him as the leader. So when he's having mental breakdowns, does his father sort of step in? Um, does his sister help out? I mean, I'm sure there's a way they've been managing his mental illness for a long time now. So yeah. It's, you know, to me, yeah, I'm back and forth. It's still a big question, but I think I'm starting to lean more towards that angle. I think it's crazy how much i've changed my mind over this i initially started (laughs) this show and i saw the fight club correlation and i wanted and i didn't want it to be too much like fight club because i feel like they were ripping them off so initially i didn't want mr robot to be elliot after this episode i was sure mr robot was elliot and now you guys have come and changed my mind or made me think that there's another way it could be when i talked to jamal earlier today i was confident that they were one and the same person but now there's put a little hole in that theory. I'm on the fence too well, yeah because I think yeah, it was, fence, after a while it was starting to almost get too obvious right so then it was like there's gotta be another twist right. which even just him being his father but being dead is, is still a, a twist, twist. Yeah. but is it enough if we got it in episode 8 to think that that's it right I don't know right. 
I was sure that he wasn't, but now I'm on the fence and I'm upset with Christina as well. <laughs> it was all my sister's fault. Michelle, when you listen to this podcast, you called it in episode one or two before I heard it anywhere else. So you were right. It's his dad. Whether he's dead or alive, we'll see. Now we're starting to run long, but I have uh, two more questions. What happened to Elliot to make him forget his family? What what was it? It wasn't just the death. There has to be more about it. Right. Well, the mom was abusive. We know that. We've okay. seen that a few times. So something with that. We've never seen the mom since yeah. then. I don't. We haven't even heard about what happened to her <laughs> at all. No, yeah, and that's what I said. Some major childhood trauma, I think, from the mom towards him and Darlene. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if his father is still able to throw him off of something or the imagination or personality he created of his father will throw him off. Something was definitely wrong in the childhood either way. Because he was talking about his father before he got thrown off. Right? right. And he was talking about being thrown out of a window. Yeah, Yeah, or maybe it got worse with the dad at times. And he was abusive at well, as well. That scene is so much more powerful now if his father is alive and he's telling him about how he felt about not T- about telling people about his leukemia yeah. and then Mr. Robot saying did you ever think your father was right and that's you right. shouldn't have said anything mm-hmm. and that's when he throws him off mm-hmm. oh my goodness <laughs> and how were we able to forgive that like I forgave and forgot I that didn't. he threw him off I didn't I've been wondering what the hell is up with that scene <laughs> since it happened and I didn't realize until today because I had missed the part where apparently he threw him out of a window as a child and broke his arm too. So we're talking about the mom being abusive, but clearly there was some shit going on with the dad as well. Yeah. And no, maybe that's where his mental illness comes from. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the dad has, has a bit as well. Final question. Do we trust Elliot? I, I, of course I trust Elliot. I don't trust you. Right. I trust well, Elliot. Well, not that we don't trust him because he's a bad person but he doesn't even know himself he's we have the, the unreliable, unreliable narrator. narrator right yeah i i got you but you're the unreliable host, host. Yeah. <laughs> so you know thank god for christina he's getting loopy <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um i don't know there's so many questions do i trust elliot that's such a deep 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 profound question and he's starting to not trust us too that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is about the time we should be saying that as well. Yeah, like I'm never going to get close to him because he's a hacker. So I don't know how much of himself <laughs> he's been keeping from me. And I That's thought true. we were cool. I so, know he made you know, us. When you say I don't trust Elliot, it's on so many different levels. He's a hacker. He says he's not going to be completely honest. He's not completely honest to his psychologist, yet he hacks everybody, gets into everybody's business, but doesn't really share too much of himself. Or doesn't yet. know much about himself either. And he doesn't know much of himself. And who knows if it's by design or if it's just by how he's acting. Is it is it his medication? Like, there, there's so many things. And I don't know if I, if I uh, can trust a guy who doesn't... Who will kiss his sister? No, I don't trust the guy. Who <laughs> if you block anything from yourself, at least not it, let it not be who your sister is, so you don't kiss her when she says I love you. I thought it was interesting when 
I feel like this was a panic mode by him, is he tries to hack himself, but he has no online, he has no presence anywhere. Yeah, he I think files. he's done that to himself on purpose. Right, I think he erased all of his data, he's hacked into so many things, he doesn't yeah. want any presence, yeah. you know, but uh, I just thought it was funny that he resorted to that, where he thought he needed to hack himself to find out who he was, and then oh, found yeah. out there was no one there. <laughs> there yeah. Well, and you it's know, an we're saying feeling. he did it on purpose so nobody else could hack him, but maybe there were things available to find out about his past that he doesn't want to be reminded of right. when he hits that Google button. Was there something that would come up about his past? So essentially his therapist was horrible. She, she was the worst. On it. <laughs> she was good. the worst. Well, we don't know I mean, because I've, we don't know if she really did anal or not. If she does anal, then that's why I would go see her. Worst, really, guys. I mean, <laughs> like, come on. How epic would this be if the last, the end of the last episode, this season, he hacks into us? He's like, oh, you know, he's like yelling at us or something, and he hacks into us and all of our computers. Well, if you pop do- up like him talking to us, how crazy would that be? Didn't Mr. Robot had the site? Who is Mr. Who is Mr. Robot? Yeah. You're supposed to put your email in, and you are to await instructions. Boom. Ah, that's true. Holy snaps! Well, and he does say at one point, "You know the truth, don't you? Tell me the truth." Like again, as though we know something that he doesn't. So if he finds out that we knew the whole time, he might hack into us. Right. That would make that would break the internet if right. that happened. That would be that amazing. Would, yeah, and. My final question, it's not really a question, but I've been thinking this. When something so good as, as Mr. Robot comes along, and we know that there's a season two, and I'm excited about it, but at the same time, I'm scared. Because if they unveil all of our questions, which we want them to, we don't want to wait a whole year, right? How are they going to start a whole other season and, and create this whirlpool again? If they're already signed on for season two, we're not going to find out everything right. by the end of the season. And it doesn't matter. It, what, what's going to probably happen is, like, you know, you guys are all talking about who's evil, who's not. If Evil Corp is not evil, if Darlene can represent a dark side and Angela could be a good side, if White Rose can be evil and we don't know what their intentions are, or if F Society can be evil or be run by an evil father who would throw his own son out the window. There's so many, or the wife can be evil, and then she just... Society she just, is evil? At, right, well, society is evil. Like, the wife wants to climb the ladder of Tyrell. Tyrell wants to help the world and look beyond what's in front of him and look towards God, but he's evil himself. He killed a woman. He, has, he beats up homeless people. So all these <laughs> things are making up what society is. So it's like, fuck society, right? right? Because no matter what, these people came from that same pot. Whether you are the head of Evil Corp or you're a CEO who doesn't care about the employees, the person you killed was a guy who threw his own kid out the window, you know? And mm-hmm. this is the good guy who you killed, you know? It, you know. So I feel like if Evil Corp gets taken down, there will always be something that can rise up in its place to question whether it's society who's bad and society is the one who gave birth to the corporation. So if you kill that corporation and they do bring it down, something else will pop up in its place because a lot of people believe they're always doing right for themselves or their families or society itself and force their belief and their will on society. And that's when they turn out to be the enemies of society. Yeah, that's deep. And on that note... Yeah. Hopelessness. Thanks for the hopeless. Run, hopeless. I got, I got some <laughs> other things going on here. This is great. All right, man. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm closing off. Jason's not going to say anything after me. The lovely Christina, <laughs> my co-host. Good night, Jamal. <laughs> Love you, Jamal. 
Love oh, you. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to about close us out here, too, until episode nine. Are we doing an episode nine? We have you? to. No, yeah. we have to. Okay. Come on. So we'll I'm see in. you next week. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This round is on me. Try again.